0: And this awesome privilege called to be in your presence as a family. Bible would say that them blessed are they that have been called unto the marriage feast of the Lamb. Blessed are they. Not many people have this opportunity. Lord, we don't take it lightly, not for granted. Bless your word today. Let your word be a blessing to us. Open unto us the mysteries of your word. It is, it is the revealed word brings the manifestation reveal your word unto us Bible said that the letter kills but the spirit gives life Bible say that the words that speak unto you they are life and they are spirit please impart spirit to us we humble ourselves before you and we ask that Lord you work in us inside out, outside in may we lose all of us and have all of you We came because we want to be subdued by you. We came because we want to be like you. We came because we want to know you. We came because we want to love you. We came because we want to be with you. We came because we want to know your mind, your plans, and your purposes. Lord, that we will be in alignment with you. Come on, somebody, lift up your voice, begin to bless the name of the Lord. to be here amen my goodness i'm super excited this morning and i'm so excited that ladies and gentlemen the lord has brought us to the end of another month called me hallelujah not many people started and are ending hallelujah so we got to we got to always be conscious of the things that god is doing and then always celebrate him and always give him praise hallelujah if we are alive it is a blessing and it is a gift from the lord praise the name of jesus and so we thank god for yet bringing us to this is the last sunday in the month of may we will never meet it again hallelujah and whatever the lord said concerning you and i he will perfect it before the month ends in jesus name hallelujah and i want you to take note of the fact that from this one day. This coming Wednesday, we are starting our eight, it is not seven days, it is eight days. Eight days of prayers and fasting. Ladies and gentlemen, don't take yourself out because, you know, at every point in time, I mean, if you have played some computer games before, you realize that sometimes your your life will be um, waning or your energy will be depleting and then you'll meet, sometimes you pick up something on along the way. And then the moment you pick it, your energy comes back. Or, you know, at any point in time, except the Lord does not speak. But when the Lord speaks and then we engage in it, something happens. The Lord spoke to one of my sons, Connor, to engage in a certain activity, a certain fast. He came to me. I told him, let's do this, that, 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 that. When you finish amazing encounters amazing encounter. There has never been a time the Lord has told me to do anything that I did that I didn't receive a blessing. You know, these eight days, if you have never fasted, these eight days, be part of it. Starting from this Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then we finish it on the next Wednesday. Hallelujah. First, um, June the 1st all the way to June the 8th. We are fasting through. You know, we'll be on the prayer line the morning watch come on the afternoon noon dash and then the evening every wednesday and friday we will be here in church when we start on wednesday wednesday will be in church friday will be in church of course sunday will be in church but all the other days we will be on the prayer line and i want you to sacrifice for yourself listen the lord does not tell us to do anything for him everything that the lord tells us to do it is for us yeah Everything that you hear God telling you, thou shalt not do this, it is not for God. He doesn't need it. Amen. And that brings me to the message that I'm preaching today. Last week, of course, the whole of this month, we are talking about engaging the wisdom of God for success. Amen. Whatever the Lord wants you to do, when you are done with it, you have succeeded. But how can you even know what the Lord wants you to do in life and then be able to do it except by the wisdom of God? hallelujah because the wisdom of god bible say is hearing or receiving what god is saying and then doing what he's saying that is the wisdom of god praise the name of jesus so when we engage the hidden wisdom of god and it is it is hidden because it is too big for the human for the carnal mind the reason why we call it the hidden wisdom of God, according to First Corinthians chapter number 2 and verse number 7, 6, 7, he calls it the hidden wisdom of God. He said, it is revealed unto us, the hidden wisdom of God, how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the wisdom of this, nor the, the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world, that to come or the nor of the princes of this world that comes to nothing but look at verse 7 but we speak the wisdom of god in a mystery even the hidden wisdom of god even the hidden wisdom of god why does he call it the hidden wisdom of god because it is too big for the carnal mind to understand the carnal mind cannot understand it yeah except the holy spirit reveals it hallelujah now look at look at for example look at um um, uh, um, um, what Pastor Charles was talking about, the the uh, encounter that he had. How can you know it physically? It must be revealed. Praise the name of Jesus. So the hidden wisdom of God, Bible says that it is ordained before the world, not for the glory of God, but for our glory. That is why anytime we engage in the In the wisdom of God, it brings us to a place of glory. It brings us to a place of glory. Hallelujah. Now, on Sunday, no, on Wednesday, I started talking about another dimension of the wisdom of God, the hidden wisdom of God. And that hidden wisdom of God is the wisdom of God in partnering with us. Hallelujah. Yeah, the the, the, the wisdom of God in partnering with us. So I started the first part of it and today I'm going to complete it by talking about the areas that the Lord wants to partner with us. Hallelujah. Yeah. Why will God want to partner with us when the Bible says that the heaven, even the heaven of the heavens together with the earth belongs to Him. Now, in every partnership, what happens is that the partners bring on board what their other partners do not have so that they can complement each other and so that they can attain a certain goal. So somebody want to build, the person has a land, the person want to build a school, the person has a land, but the person doesn't have money. But a land was given to him or her by his parents. So now the person begins to look for somebody who has what he doesn't have, which is the money. So the person now goes to talk to, somebody said, I got a land and I have this bright idea. And then he said, okay, then I'm going to come on board. So this one brings this. This one also brings this. And then they complement each other. And then they execute a certain agenda. Praise the name of Jesus. Now most of the times, brothers and sisters, when there is partnership, there is mutual benefit. You got to know that. Whenever there is partnership, there is mutual benefit. And there are different kinds of partnership but one of the partnerships that I will want to relate as in God is this now for example um I know that you may have heard or you may have watched a certain program I used to love so much it's called Shark Tank I love it even up to now I love it Shark Tank right where young entrepreneurs have bright powerful ideas powerful ideas but they don't have what it takes to manifest it because having the thing in your heart doesn't mean that you can express it when you somebody said that one of the richest places on earth is the graveyard and it is true there are many there are many solutions that the world needed they are in the graveyard because they were in the people and with the people and they never had the opportunity to express it because the fact that you have it doesn't mean you can express it you need tangible substance to express it. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, so the, this kind of, this kind of, um, uh, this kind of partnership, sometimes it makes one party benefit more from the other party because he is bringing more than the other. Hallelujah. So sometimes they say, that, okay, I will sponsor it. What are the terms? Then they will say that 50-50 or maybe 40-60, 20-80, you know, that kind of depending on what the other partner is bringing on board. Now, when it comes to we and God partnering, ladies and gentlemen, the truth of the matter is that there is nothing that we have that we are partnering with God that God needs. I'll say it again. There is nothing in our partnership with God that he really needs. So, so that is what makes it the hidden wisdom. Then why is he partnering with us? Now, it is like, it is like Connor, it is like you moving with, let's say, um, 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 Jason, okay, and then you are holding, you want to lift up this chair, and then Jason is around, and you tell Jason, help me. You don't really need his help, but you want him to feel good that I helped Connor, you know, and then when he's done, he said, you did a very good job, get this one. Sometimes, Parents engage their children to do things not because they can't do it but they want them to feel good and they want them to feel part and parcel of the process and they want to reward them but they want them to know that reward comes with responsibilities. So partnering with God is actually the hidden wisdom of God in revealing to us that there is a responsibility why he brought us on earth. And number two, so that by that partnership, he can elevate us to a place of dominance. Somebody say a believing amen. Now, the main reason why God created man, of course, like I said, when you read, of course, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, 28, defines that God created us in order for us to partner with him. Not because he needed us so much, because he could have done it. He could have done it. And I told you on, on Wednesday that when you read Genesis chapter 1, from verse number 3 all the way to 25, all that the, the Lord did, He didn't, He didn't consult man, He didn't do it with man. Hallelujah. So if we come to the place of thinking that, well, you know. Maybe the Lord has uh, 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 graced you. The Lord has given something to you. Or the Lord has empowered you in an area. And then the Lord requests or requires you partner with him in that area. Never come to the place of thinking that without me, the Lord cannot do it. Sometimes we come to the place of doing that. You know, especially when the thing that the Lord has given us is so unique amongst the Lord. It can easily bring you to a place of pride. And you might think that, well, you know, without me, this thing cannot be done. Especially when everybody is looking up to you. When everybody is waiting on you. When everybody is tapping into what the Lord has given you. You see, it must rather bring you to a place of humility and a place of brokenness. And then you, that is what, that is where David came to. And then David said, what is man that you are so mindful of? When David was lifted up to the throne and then he saw the pomp and pageantry and the beauty of honor and power and all that the Lord had bestowed upon him. He came to the place instead of being proud, just like Saul was. when Saul was so proud, it came to a point nobody could talk to Paul, it, I mean to Saul, even the priest, the prophet that anointed him, was afraid of Saul. Yet when it came and it got to the time of David, He said, what is man? What is man? What is man that you are mindful of? He came to the place of understanding that his partnership with God and all that the Lord had given him was just for his goodness. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is when when you come to that place, you become a friend of God. When you understand that what I have was given to me by heaven. For the advancement of the things of God. If the Lord has endowed you with anything, never come to the place of thinking that without you, God cannot do it. And that is why I always say that if without you or without me, God couldn't do it, then it means that we will live forever. But will I die? Yes. Will you die? Say yes, because you will you will not die before your time but you will die except Jesus comes tomorrow or comes now or whatever but if Jesus tarries we will all die when you talk about death pastor it's Sunday morning and you are talking about death 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 you want to go to heaven how would you go to heaven amen praise the name of Jesus so partnering with God is the hidden wisdom of God in giving us what we don't have amen Praise the name of Jesus. He said that if he partners with us, we become like him. If we partner with him, he uses us on the earth. If we partner with him, he makes us resemble him. And then one of the things that we said on Wednesday that I really, I mean, really, really touched me, which the Lord is still teaching me more on, is that when we partner with him, by our partnership with him, the rest are preserved. It's so very important so very important. When you partner with God, you see, that is why in in, in a family, forget about everybody who said that, eh, I don't believe in this. If God, listen, wait. If God reveals something to you in the family, forget about what everybody else says. You follow what God has revealed to you. It will save them. It will save the rest. Can you imagine that they were cornered, they were in a land where there was no river. There was no sea. And God came unto Noah. Bible said that. And Noah found grace in the sight of God. Give me Genesis chapter 6. And then look at verse number 6 to 8. Bible said that the whole world, there was so much sin. And and and, and, and it repented God that he had created the, 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 the earth and man upon the earth. And he grieved him at his heart. Look at verse number 7. Let's be very, very quick for me, please. Verse number 7 says that. And the Lord said, I will destroy man. From the surface of the earth that I've created, look at verse number eight. The next verse is that, but Noah, but Noah found grace, Genesis chapter six and verse number seven. But Noah found grace. It wasn't Shem. It wasn't Ham. It wasn't Japhet. It wasn't his wife. We don't even know his wife's name. It wasn't the sons of of Noah's wives. No, it was Noah. It was Noah who found grace. And the grace that he found. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. So, they were in a land. There was no river. There was no sea. And then the Lord came unto Noah. He said, Build me an ark. Partner with me and build me an ark. Because I want to preserve something on the earth. Noah didn't know. And everybody was laughing at Noah. You see, sometimes when you read the scriptures, because you were not there, you won't understand it. Now, According to historians, within that period there was no rain. So it was like, what is this old man talking about?" And people were making fun of Noah. Noah's children would go to school if it was today. They said your father is crazy, your father is crazy <laughs> your father is living in the times of old. They were making fun of him, jesting, making fun of him. and then I can see these sons of Noah, very troubled they come they say, "Papa, Are you sure you hear from God? Because there is no no water body here. I mean, it doesn't make sense. How is the world going to get flooded? Ever since we started growing, we have never seen any flood. It It barely rains here. There is no sea. There is no river body here. So how is it that God is going to destroy? And which of the gods are you talking about? And they were making fun of him. But they didn't know that Noah's partnership with God was going to save them. It wasn't because of their goodness or their... That is why, brothers and sisters, if God reveals a certain mystery to you, it may not be for everybody, but hold on to it. Don't let anybody, I don't care, whether your husband, whether your wife, whether your father, whether your mother, whether your children, whether your whatever. If God revealed it to you, hold it. Because, listen, the people that will fight it... Listen... The reason why the people will fight it is not because of the thing, but because of them. They don't even know that the thing that the Lord has revealed to you is going to save them. They don't know. So I can imagine the sons of Noah telling him that, Papa, can we stop this thing? Can we stop this thing? Because the mockery is too much. The laughter is too much. Wherever we find ourselves, they say that, look at that crazy old man's children. That crazy old man. You are one of the in-laws, right? You marry one of that crazy man's daughters, uh, sons. You guys are crazy. The, the mockery was too much. But they didn't know that, they, that, that as their father was partnering with God, it was for their destiny. As his wife was partnering with God, as his husband was partnering with God, it was for her own destiny. It was for his own destiny. Many people whose lives, and you see, you see, the thing about God is that it is only when we get to heaven that we will know the many things that we escaped. Sometimes eh, somebody's partnership with God, which you are connected to, saved you. I don't know, but because you didn't know, you just take it for granted. Yeah, that is why if you see anybody partnering with God and the Lord brings you closer to them, whether as a spouse. Whether as a family, thank God for them. Don't fight it because it will destroy you. It is for your sake. Jesus was going to die on the cross. It was so that Peter will now be bold. He didn't know. He said, You won't go and die. Because you see, sometimes. Shh, Sometimes the reason why people will fight other partnership with God, others partnering with God, is because they always consider the temporal relief. The temporal relief. Peter was denying Jesus from going to the cross. Not, it was not Peter who was going to go to the cross. And sometimes the people that are partnering with God, the people that fight it, are not even people that are going to invest in that partnership. Peter. Was fighting. Peter, Jesus didn't say that, Peter, go and die with me. He said, I'm going to die. He said, You won't die. Because Peter was thinking about the multiplication of bread. He was thinking about the gold. Ah, this man that we are working with, hey, it is good that we are not working on. You can just go to the seashore, catch one fish, there is money. Since I started working with Jesus, I have never lacked anything. That was what they were saying. So when Jesus says, I was going to die, they said, No, 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 no. He was thinking of that temporal benefit that he was going to get as against the eternal benefit that will make you and I today part of the kingdom. Sometimes the people that fight, those that partner with God, don't know that the partnership of God with the people is going to preserve them. Amen. And sometimes you see the hidden wisdom is that Solomon as you partner with God, and the partnership that you have with God, because of that, it covers the people that are around you. They may be doing something. They may be profiting. They might think that, they, it, it, you, you know, they might think that, you know, you are you are wasting your time. You see the way I'm profiting. But they don't know that it is your covering. That has protected them because they would have been made means meet by the devil a long time ago. You see, so when they start fighting you, it is not you. The enemy wants access to them, but the enemy cannot have access to them because of your covering. Because your covering is a product of your partnership with God. So if they can break your partnership with God, that is why they come after you. And then you go like, why? Why all this? Because the enemy knows that your partnership with God can only be affected by the close people to you. Yeah. When the Lord told Abraham, go and sacrifice Isaac, Abraham didn't tell Sarah. The following morning, he took Isaac. Ah, 90 years old, I God bless me. Uh, that, then we, that you sacrifice me. Like Sarah would say, sacrifice me. Not this boy. Sacrifice me. One day the, the Lord told um, um, Abraham to circumcise themselves and he did the circumcision. Sarah looked at him and said, you were a bloody man. Yeah. Sarah said, you were a very bloody man. When it got to the time of circumcising Isaac, he said, we have all done the circumcision. Bring Isaac, let me circumcise. He said, you were a bloody man. So when the Lord told him, go and sacrifice Isaac, he didn't confess. He said, hey, even when I was going to circumcise this boy, this woman said I was a bloody man. Then if I say that, the Lord said that she will kill me. They didn't know that in Isaiah chapter 51, verse 2, when they were talking about those that were blessed, it would be related to that thing that they did. Hallelujah. Partnering with God is the hidden wisdom of God. The reason why, and I told you, Elder Zell, I told you on Wednesday that the reason why The reason why the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah was because he didn't have partners in the land. If the Lord had partners in the land, that is why when you go to places that Christianity is fought, you see blood shed all over the place. Go to the Arabian places and see. You you, you check, check. In places where Christianity has been fought and is being fought, it doesn't matter the money they have. Go, Go to China and see. It doesn't matter the economy. There is always major catastrophes because God doesn't have partners there. That is why the the world will let, I mean, that is why the enemy will let the world fight the church because the church is the partner of God on the earth. And as long as the church remains on the earth, the devil cannot totally destroy the earth. But if the, the enemy can let the world for who the earth is preserving, I mean, for who the righteous is preserving to fight against the righteous. To fight against the righteous. That is why Benedicta, and I was telling you, you can go to your workplace, and then you can talk about Muhammad. People will be asking, oh, how much of him do you know? You can talk about Islam. Oh, I've, I've, I've begun to read about is- Islam. Your boss will even want you to tell him more. Talk about Buddha. Wow. So do you do Shintoism? Do you know confusion do you know Eastern? so what Eastern religion do you know and then you come to you come to the place and then you have these the bangles and stuff oh wow so what they will they ask you but go to any place today tomorrow and say Jesus you'll be an offense because the world knows listen the enemy knows that when the world is able to understand the role of the church on the earth, the world will be preserved. Didn't the Bible say that the endless expectation of the creation awaits the manifestation of the sons of God? Yeah. That is why the church is being fought. Because it is the partner of God on the earth. So what are the areas of partnership that the Lord will want us to partner with him? Number one, partnership in fellowship. Partnership in fellowship. Partnership in fellowship. And this fellowship, ladies and gentlemen, The greatest partnership, the highest partnership on earth is the partnership that exists between a man and his wife. Where Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 says that, and the two shall become one. That is koinona. Koinona means intimacy such as intercourse. Where the two become one. It doesn't matter how business partners you are. It doesn't matter how much friends you are. You can never have that relationship that exists between a man and his woman if they start having sex. That is why in when you go to the law court and then after a long time, you have married for years and then you, you are apart, you are not having sex. They can, based on not having sex, they can annul the, the marriage. Yeah, because that is what consum. We call it, when people marry and they have not had sex, we say that the marriage has not been consummated. Have you heard that thing before? Yeah. Without sex. Because it is the highest form of partnership on earth. Bible says that when you join yourself to a woman or you join yourself to a man, the two of you become one. Do you understand? It is the highest form of partnership. And that is the partnership, the first partnership that God wants to have with us. Yeah. The first partnership that God wants to have with us. So that there are certain things about God only you must know. See. See. Our work with God is such that God will give, God will give you a secret about Him. He will not give me, and that secret is your key. One day, I had a vision, and in the vision, elder, I saw that it was many animals were were playing on the grass. Okay, and then they will play on the grass, and then they will go, nothing will happen, they play on the grass and then they will go, nothing will happen and all of a sudden afterwards I saw another animal and the animal was playing on the grass and then I saw that when the animal finished playing on the grass all the grass were down I said ah, what is this mystery so when I came out of the vision the Lord was telling me that what others are doing and then you know it's like oh it's normal, it's normal, it's normal the covenant I have with you when you do it it will affect many things many things will not recover. The Lord told me. You have a covenant with God. It is a secret that the Lord has unveiled to you. And it is only enforced in partnership or fellowship. When the two of you, you and God, you are like one. Praise the name of Jesus. The kind of intimacy, that is why in Isaiah 54 and verse number 5, do you know that the Lord refers to us as a, a he, he, he refers to himself regarding us as, uh, as our husband. Look at it. Therefore shall give me Isaiah 54 and verse number 5. For thy maker. Somebody say thy maker. Is what? Is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. Why does God refer to himself as our husband? Because he want to have Maxwell. You want to have that kind of relationship that exists between a man and his wife. A woman and her husband in genesis chapter 3 and verse number 7 god was coming to you see god was coming to have koinona with his bride and all of a sudden the bride has gone to eat another thing amen amen <laughs> and the lord said hey, where are you you are supposed to be here he said well we heard your voice and we saw that we're naked he said, have you tasted something else? Because if you were having now only with me, there are certain things you will know. All of a sudden, now you have started knowing certain things. Who has been teaching you? Amen? <laughs> I will stay there. You have started experiencing certain things. I follow me. Who has been teaching you? He said, well, Lord, I saw we heard your voice. Listen, but we have you have been hearing my voice every day. Why all of a sudden today you heard my voice and you are running away? Have you eaten something that I told you not to eat? That has distorted the fellowship. Because you see, when the partnership or fellowship or intimacy with God is broken, you are you are on your own. You are on your own, and it is dangerous to be on your own because the world lies in wickedness. And Bible says that the enemy is rowing like a lion. Amen. You have this fellowship. You wake up in the morning, you talk to him. You wake up in the afternoon, you are talking to him. You spend time in the word. And listen, listen. The enemy knows the power of intimacy. That is why. Do you know that sometimes you can have um, an issue with your friend, you know, it can be long, but it doesn't really affect you. But sometimes when you have a little issue with your spouse at home, hey, nobody can sleep home. You lie at one side and you are expecting the other pa- pe- person to break the ice. And the other person is also expecting, the two of you are all suffering, but because of pride, nobody wants to break the ice. And then, you, you know, and then especially when you go to work and then he's also at work and then you, your phone is just by your side. Your phone is just by your side. You are expecting a text message or a call or something. And then a little time you touch the screen to find a has he text, has she text. A little. Maybe it is a small thing. All, but because of the kind of fellowship, partnership of fellowship, partnership of intimacy. Every little thing affects. That is why if you are really in partnership with the Lord, when you do something, your heart will smite you. You go like, how? Ah lord and then you are so disturbed how praise the name of Jesus somebody say lord help me in partnership with you now listen when you are in this kind of partnership of intimacy with God you know what he likes there are things that my wife knows about me nobody on earth will know I tell you amen <laughs> Go and ask her, she'll tell you. I can't tell you here. There are things about you I may never know except your spouse. Hallelujah. There are things about God nobody knows. What did the Bible say in First Corinthians chapter 2? Now give me verse number 14, 15. Look at First Corinthians chapter 2. 14 says, but then now start from verse number 13. Is somebody being blessed? Now look at verse number 13. With things we speak of not in fact please help me from verse number 12 because there is a certain he said that now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit of God that we might know so there are certain things about God you will never know except that partnership which comes through the fellowship with the Holy Spirit that we might know the things that are freely given to us now look at verse number 13, 14, 15 he says that 13 which is also we speak not according to the wisdom of man but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. 14 says that, but the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he discern them, because they are spiritually discerned. There are certain things about God, except you are in intimacy, fellowship, partnership, of fellowship and intimacy with him. You will never know. You will never know. I am a good man. I have all the money. I'm the richest man on earth. It will end here. It won't go beyond the earth. They will never carry your checks with you. Who should do that? When, when we are living here? No. Look, Give me the next verse. Verse number 15. Look at But he that is spiritual judges all things. Spiritual intimacy. Fellowship. Partnership or fellowship. Do you know who saw Jesus? Isaac. Who saw Jesus first when Jesus resurrected? I'm asking you a question. Who? Huh? Judas. Who? Who? Mary Magdalene. Was Mary Magdalene the chosen apostle? Was she the loved apostle? Was she the most beautiful amongst all? No. Do you know why Mary Magdalene saw Jesus? Now, all the rest had fellowship with Jesus but it was on a lighter note, to the point that when Jesus died, Peter said, "I go a fishing." Hey, Peter. He said, "I go a fishing." So I don't know about you, Connor, but now uh, the man has died. <laughs> I go a fishing. He took his boat, his net, and straight he went to the sea. He was fishing when Jesus came and then saw him and he said, he said, children, have you eaten?" And then Jesus roasted fish, and they started eating, and Jesus started talking to them, and then. When Peter's eyes were now open and he saw that it was Jesus, Mamishira, he jumped into the sea because he was even naked. He was naked. He jumped into the sea. He said, gather me my clothes. And then he said, Master. He said, Peter, do you love me? He said, yes. He said, feed my lamb. He said, do you love me? He said, yes. He said, feed my lamb. Do you know why Mary Magdalene was the one that saw Jesus? In the book of John chapter 20. Now, when Jesus had died, and Bible says that they, they, they remember the third day and the word that Jesus has said. In John chapter 20, reading from verse number 8, let's be very quick through it. Verse number 8, then they went in, then went in that um, other disciple. So it was Peter and John that ran to the sepulcher. When they were going, Mary Magdalene was following behind, which came first. And then look at verse number 9. Now, for... For as then, they did not know the scriptures that he must rise again from the dead. Verse number 10. We are reading. You can write it to verse number 18. Now, then the disciples went away again unto their own home. When they came and they saw that the tomb was empty, they went again. He said, brother, (laughs) the tomb is empty. By now, maybe Pontius Pilate are taking Jesus somewhere or something. So let's get back. Sometimes (laughs) you, you are faced with challenges and you say, brother, let me give up. Charlie, Charlie, the fasting, master. We have done fasting. Uh, now I don't even know. I went to talk to Papa. He said that I should do three days of fasting. Do you know that? You know the fasting that I've done concerning this issue, master. Seed. We have sowed seed and sowed and sowed and sowed. Charlie, the thing is not working. Sometimes that is where we come to. That is. Bible said they went back to their own home. But look at Mary Magdalene. But somebody say, but that is what made the difference. But. Mary decided that, no, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop this. I am not going to let what I'm seeing determine my relationship with the Lord. He may not be in the tomb, but I will stay. He may not have done what I said I wanted, but I will stay. Because what he does for me or he does not do for me, does not change him from being him. And then he said, but... Mary stood at the end of the sepulchre, weeping. Hey, one woman. When Peter and John got there, and they saw that he wasn't in he said, brother, we are in the cemetery, we are in the graveyard. We better go home before we see a ghost. Because they were noted for being afraid of ghosts. Well, did they not see Jesus on the sea many times and then Bible said that they were afraid. They said it is a ghost. So they were noted for being afraid of ghosts. They saw the sepulchre, it was empty. They said, hey, we better run out before something touches, us. But Mary, Mary was so consumed with fellowship of intimacy and partnership. That is why even to today, some foolish people think that Jesus was having um, sexual relationship with Mary Madeline. Yeah. She was so much intimate. She loved the Lord. And Bible said that she was weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down. She now started searching through the sepulchre. Started searching through the scriptures. Started praying more. When the adversity was more, she started praying more. She started believing more. She started serving more. She didn't say that my service brought me this trouble so I won't serve again. She said, the more I am afflicted, I will do more. He said, "Yet yeah, though he, he buffet me. Yet will I serve him the more. Now look at it. And and. Immediately now, mystery. The supernatural started showing up. The two disciples, Peter and John, they didn't see the angels. All of a sudden, Ernest, the person that decided to stay, the first thing, angels appeared. Saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head. And one. And she was not afraid. When you have intimacy with God on fellowship basis, you cannot be afraid. You cannot be afraid. You cannot be afraid. Look at the next one. Where Jesus had been laid, verse 13. And they said unto, woman, why are you weeping? And then she said unto them, now remember Solomon. Mary got there. There were nobody in the tomb. And all of a sudden, she saw two people in the tomb. But she was not afraid. Because when you have, (laughs) you, you will not be afraid. How can you be afraid in the arms of your husband or in the arms of your wife? Your wife is cuddling you. No, you will not be afraid. You even forget that your door is not locked. Send me a believing amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. But when you are eating stolen waters, you are. And I'm speaking proverbially. You understand what I'm talking about? Oh, brothers and sisters, help me. You understand? Yeah. When you are coming from the bedroom with your wife. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, Ma, we we came to greet you. Everybody is happy, but when you are coming from a certain place with somebody at a certain time, then you start observing: is the coast clear? <laughs> Do I have witnesses in the house, brother? We have been there before, so you you have also been there before. So don't pretend as if I'm the only one that has been there before. Amen. Am I preaching? Yeah. B- when you don't have, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When you have. That kind of fellowship and intimacy. There is security. Freedom. Charlie, I can fire and come and preach. I will leave it there. And the anointing will flow. Amen. But when you touch certain things, hey, you lift up your hand, the devil says, hey. Come up, put your hand down. Nonsense. Then you see that you, you alone, your, your the back of your head will look as if... Hey, amen. And then when you are coming to church, you see that you'll be lingering around the, the car park. You don't know, shall I go inside? Shall I not go inside? In this house, that every day the things are happening. What about if I go and the Holy Ghost begins to manifest? <laughs> Same a believing amen. But God is merciful. <laughs> amen. Hey, <laughs> it brings security, partnership of intimacy. Bible said that she wasn't afraid. She said unto them, because they have taken away my Lord. And I don't even know where they have laid him. Verse 14. And when she had that said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing there. Isn't it beautiful? The apostle Peter that Jesus said, upon you I will build my church. He didn't see Jesus. Bible says that he turned herself back and Saw Jesus standing, but he didn't know she didn't know that it was Jesus. But look at verse number 15. And Jesus said unto her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? So you see, she had that fellowship that led her to seeking. When you have this kind of fellowship of intimacy, partnership of intimacy with the Lord, you always are seeking for the interest of the Lord. You are, sometimes you are walking in town, and then uh, you one day I was walking in town and then I was in a lady's shop. What have I gone there to do? I have gone there to buy a red panty for my wife. Because I saw it and it was beautiful. I said, my goodness. My goodness. I was seeking. Somebody say seeking. You don't want me to tell you the truth, right? Yeah. I was seeking. Hey! And I saw, I said, my goodness. I started picturing things. I said, this one will be good. It will be a door opener. Amen. She's supposing him to be a gardener. Hey, say it unto him. Say, if thou know where you have taken him, tell me that I will take him out. I'm trying to let you understand that if you have this fellowship, you'll be seeking the Lord. The heartbeat of the Lord will be your heartbeat. The interest of the Lord will be your interest. When you see souls perishing, it will touch your heart. When you see something that will beautify the house of the Lord. One of my sons, he came to tell me. He said, there is this beautiful fragrance that they service every month. I saw it and I said, this will be beautiful for the church. I've subscribed to it for the church. That is what I'm talking about. It is not every time you monetize the things of God. The hidden wisdom of God. The hidden wisdom of God. There are many things I've received from my wife. From, from my wife. I didn't begin for it. One day. She did a transaction and then the Lord blessed her with about ten thousand dollars. She gave everything to me. We were in Ghana, everything to me. It was my 40th birthday. He said, I have a present for you and give me ten thousand dollars. Yes, I didn't bargain for it, but partnership. Did he bring did she bring it to you? Uh-huh. When I'm talking about intimacy, partnership with intimacy with the Lord you don't listen to what I'm saying and see if there are certain things you will get from the Lord. (laughs) Tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. Look at verse number 16. Then Jesus said unto her, Mary, then she turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not for I am nobody saw Jesus when he resurrected, except Mary Magdalene. And who was Mary Magdalene? She was a prostitute. You see, when you when you have this fellowship of intimacy with the Lord, your past doesn't count. That is why, wherefore know we no man after the flesh comes in. People may know you after the flesh, but it don't work. It don't work. Sometimes the person makes certain mistakes, but the person keeps increasing. Because you see, in the heart of the person. There is intimacy. There is fellowship. The person loves the Lord and fears the Lord. Yeah. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise it. That is why Bible says look at look at a man like a man like John in the book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 10 when you start from verse number 9 he said I was on the island of Patmos for the sake of the gospel. Instead of him crying on the island of Patmos for the sake of the gospel. Bible says that, and I was in the spirit on the last day. When you have intimacy with somebody, it doesn't matter what happens. When I'm eating food that my wife has prepared, I eat it freely. It's not like, hey, is there something in? But when you get to certain places and you are eating, sometimes you pray for about 30 minutes before you you put your hand in the father, I bind and loose in the net because the atmosphere alone, you are not sure. The way these people, their nose is opening like that. Am I safe? Hallelujah. Intimacy, fellowship of, I mean, partnership of intimacy and fellowship. Praise the name of Jesus. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I had behind me. Number two, what partnership does the Lord want us to be in with him? Number two, partnership of executing his plans and purposes on the earth. The Lord has an agenda on earth and he wants us to partner with him not because he cannot do it but because he He because He because has made it so for our own good. He wants to partner with us in executing his plans and his purposes on earth. God needs us to effectualize his plans and purposes because he is a spirit and he needs a body. Yeah. John 4, 24, for God is a spirit. For God is a spirit. For God is a spirit. And the spirit can only operate on earth tangibly with a human interface. So God is a spirit, but he needs you, Maxwell. He needs you, Robert. Mary, he needs you. He needs you. The Lord wants us to do the expansion works. Did he send angels here? Is there not this man who is spearheading it? Yeah, he's the contractor. Yeah. all the work that we are doing here, he has taken people that they are doing. Amen. Why didn't the Lord send angels to come and do it? He needs human beings. They are spirit. If you came here, king, 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 you are not seeing anybody corner. You came here. Quam, 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 quam. What is happening? Building. Then so you all you see is that a wood, maybe two by four, is, is moving this way, and then it is time. What will you do? Brother Arano, i I'll bind. In the mighty name of Jesus, every devil that is in this house, I bind them right now. I bind them. And as you are going, that thing is still happening. One day, one day, Joshua was going to fight. He saw the angel of the Lord. He saw the angel of the Lord. He said, are you for us or are you are against us? He said, I am for the army of the Lord. He said, then let us go. Oh yeah. Let us go. When you are in partnership with him, the things that happen around does not determine it. Same here believing. Amen. Amen. The Lord has plans on earth. The Lord wanted to go and save Israel from Egypt. He needed a partner in Moses. And do you know what happened? Bible now later said, of course, when you write the scripture down for the sake of time, Exodus chapter 3 from verse number 7 to 10. In verse number 7, the Lord said, I have heard the cry and I have come down to save them. In verse number 10, he said, come and let me send you. So he said, that, I want to do it, but I want to use you. So that his plans on earth can be executed. Hallelujah. And what is the plan of God? That no man will lose salvation. When you read 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4, that is the plan of God. 1 Timothy 2 verse 4. That is why, brothers and sisters, there's a way, don't stop preaching. Don't stop winning souls. It's a long time I heard you say that you spoke to somebody about Jesus. Don't stop it. Don't stop it. Don't stop it. Johnny, don't stop it. Don't stop it. Don't be shy. Talking to people about Jesus. Don't let the fire go down. Have flyers in your car. Give it to people. Yesterday, the people that were working here, I saw one of them, they told him, carry one board from here to the car. All of a sudden, Edizel said, I will help you. Ah, they were outside. Our, uh, th- th- we are waiting. When I went, the, Edizel has accosted the, the guy and talking to me about Jesus. Amen. I said, I'm going to carry the wood myself. <laughs> because what you are doing is more important than carrying the wood. I will carry it myself. He's preaching, preaching, preaching. I said, uh-huh, okay, yeah. let us give him the word. When you have the opportunity of sharing the word, don't be shy. That is the will of God. That is the plan of God. It is not so that you become a millionaire. All those things are just, they are they are just fringe benefit. The purpose of God is that all men will be saved. How many people have you spoken to about Jesus this week? This month of May, some of them, the Lord brought your way. One day somebody told me, I said, uh, uh, he said, you know, I'll be telling people, uh, I'll be telling my Christian brothers and sisters who are believing God for church home so to come here. And then, he, but, and then he said, but you know, I also have some friends. I don't want to bother them with religion. I said, that is wickedness. Nobody is supposed to hear the gospel twice if somebody else hasn't heard it once. Number three, which area of partnership? Number three, partnership... <laughs> In managing his resources. The Lord is looking for vessels. That he will partner with them. So that the world can enjoy his resources. When you want to connect water to your house. What do you do? Do you go to bring the fire service? To stand in front of your house? And when you are going to bath. they, they, They give you one bucket of water. What do you do? You find a plumber. And then he will connect a tube call the pipe, all the way uh, to the main source. All you need is to tap into it. That's why we call it tap. The tap. You are connecting into it. The Lord is looking for you see and sometimes sometimes the connection. Do you see the tube that the water is passing through? No. It is hidden. It is hidden. When the Lord wants you as a partner in order to use you to manage his resources. Some of the time, you may not even be the head, you may be hidden, but you push it. You sometimes, some people say that me, if they don't recognize me, I won't push it. If you don't recognize, if they don't pay me, I won't do it. If they do but listen, it is the wisdom of God. Can you go and bring me my container with the wheels under it? And let me quickly demonstrate it the one, the ice chest with the wheels under it. Go and bring it quickly to me. The Lord wants us to partner with him in managing his resources. Genesis chapter 2. Look at Genesis chapter 2. And I'm reading from verse number 3. In Genesis chapter 2 verse number 3, and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it and rested. Verse number 4. Look at verse number 4. Let's be quick. Now, these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the heavens and the earth. Verse number 5. And every Now look at verse number 5. And every plant of the field, before it was in the earth. Did you hear that statement? He said the Lord had had impregnated the earth. Do you understand? He said every plant of the field, before it was in the earth. And he was going to tell us why it was in the earth and it had not come up. Now he said that, and every herb of the field, before it grew it was also in the earth now he said why why was it in the earth the Lord had impregnated the blessing on the land the Lord had impregnated the blessing in the society but it was hidden it was in the earth why for the Lord had not caused it to rain upon the earth why because somebody said because there was no man do you see it because there was no man to till the ground When there is no partner of God to manage the resources of God, the resources of God will be hidden. That is why the Lord said, I will give you the riches of secret places and the hidden treasures of darkness. They are there. They are hidden. But until the Lord discovers a partner in managing his resources with you, he cannot deliver it. He cannot deliver it. It, The earth was impregnated with every blessing, but before it was in the earth. It had not sprung up. And then, Bible said that when the Lord created man, now look at verse number six. When the Lord created man, now, but there was a mist, there was a general blessing that was watering the whole of the ground. A general blessing. There are certain specific blessings that the Lord want to give us, except there is a man. Otherwise, it will be in the earth. There are certain dimensions of healing. That is why Bible said that and there was a man sent from God. In Isaiah chapter 6 and verse number 8 he said, who shall I send and who will go? Who can I depend on that if I deliver a certain resources to they can advance my work? If we cannot be faithful with the letter that the Lord gives us even with our 10%, how can the Lord give us certain things? He said, before the things came up, they were in the earth. Everything that you ever need, it is in the earth. But it can only come up when the Lord finds you. Look at what he said in Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 and 3. He said, I will bless you that you will be a blessing. I will connect you to the tap, I mean to the source, that you will become a tap for others to drink from. Here you are. Everything that the Lord gives you, everything that the Lord gives you son three things God has his portion in it other people have their God puts other people's portion in it the last time he brought me that money and that, that was last week when you left my office somebody also came into my office what is the problem Papa I have this bill that I must pay and it is long overdue I want you to pray with me I said sister this is not a matter of prayers you saw the person that left, he says, I said, He brought your answer. I carried it, I gave it to her. This is not a time to be saying that. Oh, really? Let's believe God for you, Father. The name of Jesus. I pray for my son. Open the door for him. When the door has already been opened, and it is in your drawer, you are a wicked man. The Lord can never trust you. Listen, the Lord will bless us. You you watch it. I've been saying this thing, you watch it because the heart. If if you don't take it, one day you will come and then I have offered tyre as a sacrifice to the Lord. There is nothing I cannot offer unto God. You'll be surprised. I'll carry Connor one day to a place we'll be having program. We'll return with him. Why I have offered him to the people. There is nothing that the Lord gives you that you can you must not be able to offer unto the Lord because. Anytime, open this thing for me. Anytime the Lord gives you a resources and you are pushing the resources, where you are pushing the resources to? Go and stand over there. Go ahead and stand over there. Now, this, you have the resources and the resources is to push this thing. When the Lord gives you the resources and you begin to push it, the hidden wisdom of God is that as you are pushing this, this thing that you are doing for the Lord is opening the way if you are coming alone, the way will be blocked because there are many adversaries. Paul said, a great and an effectual door has been opened unto me, but there are many adversaries. So when you are going, they will fight you. But when you are pushing the work of the Lord, they are afraid of the work of the Lord. So as you are pushing the work of the Lord, the Lord will be manning his business and the Lord will be using his business to open the way. So here you are, you are pushing it and it is paving the way and it is paving the way, the devil begin to tell you, that are you foolish? Why are you using all your resources? Why are you using all your time? Why are you using all your energy? But the hidden wisdom of God is that as you use your time, and as you use your energy, and as you use your resources, and as you push the kingdom, you are pushing your life. As you push the kingdom, you are gradually pushing your life. And it is going stress-free. And it is going smoothly. So by the time you get the work of God to where he says it should be, you are already there. The hidden wisdom of God is that when He chooses you to manage His resources, to become partner with Him in your resources, whether to His kingdom, whether to other people, whether to yourself, ladies and gentlemen, it takes you from one point to the other where you could not have been. And I pray for somebody today. In the blessed and mighty name of Jesus, may the Lord give you the hidden wisdom of partnering with Him in your resources. Sometimes we talk about tithe and then people who don't even understand the things of God will be saying that all that the church knows is tithe, tithe. It is not for the goodness of God. Die and see if your tithe counts. Die. Try and die. And see that that tithe that you said that it is my tithe that will build the church. And see if it will even cough. The tithe will not even cough. It is a hidden wisdom of God that we partner with him in our resources. There are three areas in the resources. Number one, to God. Everything that God gives you, his portion is in it. Everything that God gives you, his portion is in it. Somebody say his portion is in it. Everything that God gives you, his portion is in it. Number two, everything that God gives you, other people have something in it. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27 to 28 look at Proverbs chapter 3 verse 27 to 28 my goodness somebody say withhold not good from them to whom it is due if you see that the Lord lays something on your heart go and bless Ebony don't stop it he said withhold not good sometimes the Lord shows you do something for the church don't withhold it he said withhold not good when it is in the power of your hand when the Lord has given it to you, don't pretend as if you don't know that this thing that this person is talking about, the answer is in my closet. You saw something. And then, instead of complaining, solve it. Because the Lord made you see it so that you can solve it. Look at the next one. And 28. My goodness. in verse 28. He said, 28. Don't say, don't say, Marita, don't say unto your neighbor, go and come again. Tomorrow I will give you. When you have it by yourself receive your salary somebody is almost breaking I'm not talking about irresponsibility because partnership with God does not eliminate the responsibilities of man for the sake of my time close your eyes when you go read guy, chapter 1 you'll be sad he said because of that you work hard but you don't see anything verse number 6 he said, because my house is laying waste. Listen, there is nothing that I can sacrifice for my home that I won't freely give to God. No. I would fear that my house would be more beautiful than the house of God. It is an anathema. It is an error. That the house of God lies waste. One day, David, they said, David... Let's build a temple for the Lord. He said uh, he said, let's build a temple for you are the, you are the king you deserve the best. He said until I build a temple for the Lord I can't build a te- I mean a house for myself Solomon and Bible said that when Solomon had finished building the temple for the Lord, the Lord built him a temple that is what the Bible said. Bible said the Lord built him his house and his house was such that anybody that came there was confused. you have sown much, you bring in little. You eat, yet you have not enough. You drink, you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourself, but you are still not warm. And to him that earns wages, he puts it in a bag with holes. Verse 7. Look at verse number 7. When you go read the whole of Hagar chapter 1, look at verse number 7. Look at verse number 7. He said, that saith the Lord of hosts. He said, consider your ways. Consider your ways. Consider your ways. Why? Verse number 8. Verse number eight. Go up to the mountain, bring wood, and build my house and I will take pleasure in it. And I will be glorified, said the Lord. And verse number nine, he said, you look for much and lo, it comes to little. When you bring it home, I, the Lord, I blow over it. (laughs) Say the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is in waste. But you run, every man to his own home. Everybody doing their own. Uh, We want people to help with the construction. Uh, you You know, we don't have that much time. The little time that we have, we have to sleep. He said, he said he didn't say I don't do it. He said keep on doing it. But look at verse number ten. Verse number ten. He said therefore the heaven over you is stayed from dew, and the earth is stayed from her fruit. Verse eleven. And I call for a drought upon the land and upon when you one day, in twenty sixteen, the Lord told me whenever you see or you hear a church building, invest in it. I went to one place. And they were building. I gave them 1,000 bags of cement. And in Ghana, it is big money. When I came home and I told my wife, she was confused. But thank God for people who are spiritual. She pushed it. Was it Holy Hill? No. It was another church. I went to another place. There was a junction in front of our, our home. It Was a Pentecost church they were building. I gave one, I gave money to one of the um, the other pastors in our church. I said, Go and buy bags of cement and take it there. Don't mention my name. When in Luke chapter 7, eh, there was a man. Bible says he is worthy of whom this is to be done because he built us a church. Immediately, Jesus took up when you see anything about the body of Christ, invest in, invest in your offering your tithe, missions, offering, and everything. Do it. Don't say that I'm using it for bills. Look at it. He said, I will call for a drought upon the land and upon the mountains. The mountains refer to our workplaces. So trouble. Trouble at the workplaces. You don't understand. Why is this person angry against me? Why is that person angry? Because he said, please give me back the scripture. uh, Give me back the Hosiah, God bless you. But you see that Luke chapter 7 verse 5. For he loveth our nation. He has built us a church. Immediately Jesus went with them. God bless you, man of God. But give me the Hosea. And let me finish it over there. Hosea. The Hosea sorry, Hagar. Now, he said, give me the verse number 9. When Verse number 10. You look for much. And then it comes to nothing. You, you, you When you bring it at home. I, the Lord, I did blow over it. Because of my house, that is waste. And you ran every man to his own. Therefore, the heavens over you is stayed from dew. The earth is stayed from her food. Verse 11, quickly. And I called for a drought upon the land, upon the mountain, upon your corn, upon your new wine, upon the oil, upon what the ground must even bring, upon men, upon cattle, and upon all the labor of the land, of your hands. Verse number 12. Look at verse number 12. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shetel, the, the son of Joshua Niki, the son of Ajavon the, the priest the, the lead pastor of Holy Hill and all of Holy Hill began to lament the remnant of the people they obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the words that has been spoken by his prophet as the Lord their God has sent him you see and then the people did fear the Lord and verse number 13 then spake guy the Lord's messenger and said, I am with you. Say it, the Lord. Verse number 14. Quickly. Verse number 14. Then the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel and then things now began falling in place. In chapter 2, the next verse and verse number 8, the Lord said the silver is mine and the gold is mine. For what you have done, I will surprise you. It is only two chapters. When you go, our assignment for this week, Hegai chapter 1, chapter 2. Read it. Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord empower you. May every partnership that you have with the Lord may it generate uncommon returns. Jesus name. Father, we thank you for this afternoon, this morning. We decree and declare your blessings over us in Jesus mighty name. If you brought in your offering you are living after first service, please I want you to lift it up quickly. Let me bless it. Let your hand be lifted up. And then Father we receive the offering, the seed If it is Today is um mission's offering. Of course, if the Lord has laid a seed in your hand concerning the building, you can deliver it. Father, we thank you. The wisdom of God in partnering with us. Jesus blessed and mighty name. Please drop it in. If you are living after first service, let your hand be lifted. They will quickly give you the communion. I pray Father, we bless the bread, we bless the drink in the mighty and blessed name of Jesus. Please drop in your offering, the seed, the Lord has laid a seed on your heart. Kindly drop it in and all that and let the Lord bless, the offering is blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please go around and receive it. The communion is blessed. You can take the communion and we are sharing the grace quickly for the sake of first, um, second service. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.